Bill O'Reilly here, Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Congress holding hearings on the Capitol Hill riots. COVID cases rise in Western Europe. Liberal New Yorkers turn on Governor Cuomo. Leaders in Tacoma, Washington cancel Benjamin Franklin. Economists rank the most taxed cities in the USA. Also ahead, if you take drugs, I have a message for you. But first, top law enforcement officials describing to Congress a cascade of intelligence failures before the January 6th riot in Washington. According to former Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund, an FBI memo claiming some demonstrators were actively preparing for war made it to his intelligence division at 7 p.m. the night before the insurrection. But the police chief didn't see the information. We don't know why. COVID hammering Western Europe once again, leaders in France, Germany, Sweden, struggling to contain outbreaks as new strains of the disease spread. Stockholm recommending new mask mandates after shunning protective gear for almost a year. A new poll from Maris says New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is in big trouble. Six in ten say there was wrongdoing in his handling of the state's nursing homes during the pandemic. About 15,000 senior citizens in New York died in those homes. 41% of New Yorkers believe his actions were unethical, 19% illegal. Cuomo's overall approval rating dropping to 49%, down 17 points. San Francisco may have abandoned its drive to purge historical figures from public schools, but the movement is alive further up the West Coast. Officials in Washington state scrubbing Ben Franklin's name from a 20-acre park in Tacoma. City leaders will rededicate the grounds to Rosa Franklin, the first African-American woman to serve in the Washington State Senate. Forbes magazine ranking the highest tax cities in America. Number one, Los Angeles. The city has $1.5 billion in payroll costs alone. Folks there earning $100,000 take home half of their salary. Lowest tax towns, Rapid City, South Dakota, Cheyenne, Wyoming, better known as God's country. In a moment, using drugs, is it Dad, right back. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract 
and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Time now for the O'Reilly Update. Message of the day is taking drugs, including pot, bad? Well, if you believe the stats, it is. Listen to this from the National Institutes of Health and the Centers for Disease Control. One in five American children, that's 20%, live with a parent who has a substance abuse problem. 80% of all child abuse cases in the USA involve adults who are intoxicated. Children are three times as likely to be neglected in homes where parents use drugs. Half of all unemployed men in America use opioids. Half. More than 400,000 people have died from drug overdoses in recent years. Yet, yet, 13 states have now legalized marijuana for recreational drug use, sending a strong signal to children that pot is just fine. Nothing wrong with that. And in crazy left Oregon, hard drugs, heroin, methamphetamine, fentanyl, cocaine are now acceptable. You can carry them on your person in Oregon and the police can do nothing. Simply put, all of this is insane. So you may remember that in the 1930s and the 1920s, there was prohibition in America. Alcohol was banned and it did not work because most Americans wanted to drink. So ultimately, alcohol was legalized. That was called prohibition. But there is a difference between consuming a beer, a glass of wine, and then taking heroin or smoking a joint. The goal of drugs is to numb you, intoxicate you, get you high, alter your state of mind. Now, I lived in a home. My parents, they drank once in a while. They were drinking beer a little bit, wine, but they never saw them drunk. And my father could drink uh, a bottle of beer and not be altered in any ways. But I never saw anybody in my Levittown, New York neighborhood take drugs until I was about 16 years old. Then they swept in, and I'm talking heroin, and a lot of kids got in big trouble. So now, as a society, we're saying, ah, this drugs thing, that's not so bad. Well, who do you think is living on the streets of all of our cities? Homeless. Desperate. Who do you think those people are? They're drug addicts. They're alcoholics. And we're glorifying this. We're telling children, it's okay. You want to get stoned? Go ahead. This is going to harm the United States of America down the road in a major way. It already has. Taking drugs is bad. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve the message by writing it. Disagree? I'd like to hear from you. Bill at BillOReilly.com. In a moment, something you might not know. 
Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 30 years ago today, the armed forces of the United States and 35 other nations launched a land invasion of Kuwait and Iraq. The mission would go down as one of the most successful military campaigns in history, Operation Desert Storm. On August 2nd, 1990, Saddam Hussein's Iraqi army invaded Kuwait, a tiny oil-rich country and strategic ally of Europe and the USA. Three months later, the United Nations Security Council passed a resolution authorizing the use of force against Iraq if it failed to withdraw from Kuwait by January 15, 1991. Saddam ignored the deadline, telling his top aides the U.S. was bluffing. He said, quote, American society cannot accept 10,000 dead in one battle. They will not attack, unquote, the next day. American and British forces launched a six-week air campaign against Iraq. More than 100,000 tons of bombs were dropped on targets surrounding Baghdad. On February 24th, a massive ground offensive began. Saddam's forces were rapidly overwhelmed. In less than 24 hours, the Iraqi army was totally defeated. 10,000 troops were held as prisoners, and a U.S. airbase was established deep inside Iraqi territory. Four days later, Kuwait was liberated. President Bush the Elder declared a ceasefire on February 28th. Iraq promised to comply with all future UN resolutions, a promise Saddam broke. 125 American soldiers and roughly 50,000 Iraqi troops were killed in Desert Storm. And here's something else you might not know. The operation was not only the most successful military campaign in U.S. history, toppling an entire army in less than 100 hours. But it was also one of the largest global coalitions ever assembled. Countries from every continent except Antarctica participated in the mission to liberate Kuwait, including Argentina, Australia, Morocco, Saudi Arabia, Ireland, Turkey, and Sweden. By the way, your humble correspondent was on the scene in Kuwait, reporting from the so-called Highway of Death shortly after the Iraqis surrendered. Back after this. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 
9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.